If you want to be a career writer, you got to get good at writing. So how do you do that? You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Generally speaking, I found that there are two types of freelance writers. The first type is the one who wants to be a writer and they want to get paid to do so and they're looking for ways to make that happen. And then the other type is someone who wants to work from home. They're looking for some kind of freelance or work from home opportunity and they come across freelance writing and they think, well, I'm good enough at that. That'll do. Either way, If you want to be a career writer, whether your goal is to get paid to write or your goal is to get paid to do something from home, (laughs) you know, be your own boss, you need to be pretty good at writing. You need to have some writing skills. Now, I found that most of the people, at least most of the folks who come into my orbit have, very generally speaking, they have some innate writing abilities already, whether they've studied it in school or they, like me, were the kid who was always writing stuff and um, thinking about writing and communicated better in writing than the spoken word. And um, in these cases, there is already a lot of good raw material to work with there, but you still need to be sharpening your skills. You still need to be improving. There isn't this point where you are a good enough writer that you don't really need to grow anymore or you couldn't benefit from growing anymore the better and stronger your skills are, the more you're going to be able to charge and the more you'll be able to pay. And therefore, most of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, your work is going to be more enjoyable, you know, because the payback is bigger and you can be more selective about what you're doing and all of that. So it all comes down to, are you able to deliver what the client wants? And in our terms, that com- that means, do you have the right skills? Are you equipped to deliver. So if you um, are in this game and you want to get better, you want to get stronger, you want to get faster and sharper and more um, capable of writing this stuff that the particular clients in this particular world want to see, which is not the stuff you're going to be writing in English class or creative writing workshops or your journals, by the way. It's different It's very different stuff. If you want to get better at writing this stuff, you need to um, be deliberate. You need to practice. You need to do some other things. So what are these other things? (laughs) How do you improve your writing skills as far as um, this freelance writing gig type of skill set goes? Feeling a little choppy, a little stuttery today. It's a rainy Monday morning. Super fun. Anyway, I have a list here of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tips that I want to share with you. Now, if you've been in the writer circle for any length of time, especially if you've been plugged into the creative writing circle, um, a lot of this is going to sound familiar to you because this is how you get better at writing. I am just presenting these tips through the lens of freelance writing, which often looks like content um, to be marketed. And also it looks like copy, which has the, the, the desired end result of copy is not hitting you in all the feels, it's to make a sale. 
And ideally, we hit you in all the fields to make a sale um, if our offer is right for you. Anyway, not to make it weird. I know people get weird about that. Um, it's not manipul manipulative. It's just, it's how we relate to each other is through emotions. But I digress. Nine ways you can improve your writing skills. And the more you're able to incorporate any of these slash all of these into your writing routine or into your week, the better off you're going to be. So number one, and this is, by the way, one of my favorite things to recommend, is to read good writing. And one of the reasons I like to recommend this is that a lot of us are doing this anyway. Um, and on the flip side, a lot of us get so wrapped up in other things that we forget to do this. But your, um, your ability to write depends on your, you know, what's, okay, let me back up. I kind of think of it as like a word tank, almost like a gas tank. And when you're writing, you are putting out words. You are taking words out of your head and putting them onto a screen, or sometimes you're putting them onto paper. So you are kind of emptying the tank. And when you read good writing, it's like you are refilling the tank with good words. <laughs> Now, this is, there's no science to this. This is just sort of a, it's like the way I feel. I, I can tell when, I, when I'm really having a lot of trouble writing, um, it means I probably haven't read anything good in a while. So read good writing. That's one of my first tips. Um, the next tip is related, and that is to read the type of writing, read, sorry, read a type of writing that you don't normally read. So if you tend to read a lot of like, novels and things like that, maybe turn around, go to the library or I guess browse on Amazon these days um, and look for a personal memoir or look for a thriller type thing. Look for something that is not what you normally read um, and see what you can gain from that. Now, I found I personally really enjoy the personal memoir genre because it tends to be, they tend, not always, but they tend to be written by people who have interesting stories to share and who are sharing them very thoughtfully. And so you can find some really cool ideas um, in how to write or in how to present stories or just new vocabulary, new ways of stringing thoughts together and that kind of thing. So I really like personal memoirs. Um, I'll just prattle off a list of a few of my favorites and it's been a while since I picked up a new one. But anyway, a few of my favorites. I was just talking to a friend of mine this morning about this one. It's called The Hiding Place. It's a World War II memoir written by uh, a lady named Corrie Ten Boom. Now this is, she's a Christian woman. So if Christianity or religion offends you, don't read it. But um, there's a lot of talk about prayer and reliance on God and that kind of thing. It's not preachy. It's just her perspective as a devout Christian woman. Um, but very, very good personal memoir. Um, another one I really liked was Encyclopedia of an Ordinary Life by Amy Krauss Rosenthal. I liked a lot of what Amy Krauss Rosenthal did. Um, her kid books are really interesting. She had this really kind of quirky, unique way of looking at the world. And Encyclopedia of an Ordinary Life was just, it was a really interesting way of, of writing her stories, basically, just like her one-off um, stories about this and stories about that and things, you know, thoughts and memories and over uh, once you read the whole thing you kind of have a sense of who she was and the, her life experience anyway up until that point which uh, this was written maybe 15 years ago at this point um and she has since passed away which I'm very sad that's very sad um she was pretty young uh when she died but not to be depressing um let's see 
Uh, another tip. Oh, so other memoirs I liked. I liked one by Kate Braystrup called Here If You Need Me. Um, a little bit depressing if you don't like reading about. Um, uh, well, OK, so her husband died and she he was training to be a chaplain or he was a chaplain. I think he was like in seminary to be a chaplain or something. And he died and she decided to take up his profession. And so a little bit of it is wrestling with the death of her husband and the grief and the processing. And a little bit of it is about the work that she does, which um, she's a chaplain for, she's like a state park chaplain or a highway patrol chaplain or something. Anyway, so she's the one who shows up with the ambulance when something really bad has happened. (laughs) So it can go a little depressing, but um, just beautifully, beautifully written. Um, and it doesn't leave you devastated at the end. I, I don't like to read books that leave me devastated. Um, let me think. No, no other ones are coming to mind. I know that there are tons more. If you hit me up on in the Facebook group, I can I can list off some more that I really like. Anyway, personal memoir. Um, another tip is to read a lot from a chosen writer that you like. So you do kind of a deep dive into an author you really, really like or who you think is a great writer. So for me, that person is Anne Lamont. Now, I don't agree with a lot of what she says. I don't necessarily, um, yeah, like I said, I don't agree with what she says all the time, but I love the way she says it. (laughs) Um, I think her writing is so interesting. And she is someone who's written a lot of nonfiction, kind of personal essay slash memoir type stuff. She's also written a lot of fiction and her fiction is, very different from her kind of pontificating, (laughs) for lack of a better word. Um, But also just captivating writing, you can see why she got book deals and stuff. Um, Just so so good her. She also has kind of a warped take on life, which um, I really appreciate because she makes no bones about it. She doesn't pretend that she's not. So do a deep dive of an of an a writer whose work you like and read, you know, as much of their body of work as you can. Um, Another tip is to read examples of what you want to be writing. So if you want to start writing case studies, you need to go start reading case studies. And you can find them by looking on LinkedIn. You can, there are two case study writers I know of who are pretty well known. One of them, her name is Casey Hibbard, Casey with a C, Hibbard. And another one is Brian McCarthy. Brian, I want to say with an I. McCarthy, two very well-known case study writers, and you can look for their portfolios. You can um, find interviews from them to see if you can get a sense of stuff that they've written. Um, But like start reading case studies if you want to write case studies. That will help you really internalize the rhythm and the structure and the feel of different types of case studies. Um, Let's see. Okay, so that is more of the reading. The next couple of tips have to do with practicing. So practice your writing. If you want to get better at writing blog posts, write more blog posts. Um, Don't do writing blog posts at the exclusion of all the other things you need to do. But if your choice is to read another blog post about how to find writing clients or to spend an hour working on a blog post, go spend an hour on writing. The more you practice, the stronger you're going to get, the faster you're going to go, the more you're going to internalize your own process for writing, um, the more familiar you're going to be with um, how you approach things so you can be more efficient. It's all around a good idea. And um, 
Another thing that you can do for practicing your writing is to practice specific aspects or specific elements of writing. So practice your headlines. Practice coming up with ways to weave in a call of action. Practice working in quotes. If you want to, if you know you want to do something that involves um, interviews, then when you're doing a practice blog post, try to bring in quotes, even if you don't conduct an interview. So get a feel, you know, for how Get a feel for how it works in a practice round so that you feel more confident doing it for a client. Always a good thing. Build your confidence, build your skills, build your efficiency. These are all good things to be doing. Now, once you have written something, I recommend that you read it out loud. This is something that I think you should be doing anyway as part of your self-editing process, but reading your writing out loud will help you figure out um, maybe if you have trends in trouble spots. (laughs) You know, if you tend to write a lot of run-on sentences, you might pick them up as you read when you might, when you read out loud, whereas you might not see them if you're looking at the screen. Um, You might hear the repetition of specific words that you use a lot when you read out loud that you might not otherwise read when you're self-editing and that kind of thing. So reading your writing out loud will help you become a better writer because you'll hear it You'll hear how your stuff lands and that will help you know how to craft it next time. Now I have two more tips for you and these are um, more action focused and they involve other people. So the first tip is to get feedback on your writing. Feedback is so critical for really for any creative endeavor, especially if you're learning a skill, um, you want the critiques because the critiques show you things that you don't see for yourself and they really help you grow. A lot of people are afraid of critiques. You've got to get to a point where you are okay with the critique. You are okay with being edits, with with being edits. You're okay with being edited. You're okay with people not liking something that you wrote. You're okay with people suggesting changes. You're okay with people suggesting that your stuff isn't perfect, really, is what it comes down to. I took a photography class in college, and so we had critiques every week. Um, And that really, I mean, the first one or two were just absolutely terrifying. But then you realize that people offer really valuable feedback. They see things that you don't see, and they offer some new insights and perspective, and, and you grow so much faster with feedback. So get feedback. Don't be afraid of what other people think. See if you can beat, see if you can beat back that fear of, you know, what if they don't like it? What, you know, what this fear of what other people might think um, is going to keep you stuck. So getting feedback from other writers is a great way to, to try to start overcoming that fear. And finally, this is also a really helpful exercise, is to give feedback on someone else's stuff. On Fridays in my Facebook group, the Inkwell Guild, we have a Friday feedback thread and folks can go in there and they post their clips, they post their drafts, they post their websites, they post, you know, whatever they want feedback on and other people go in and offer feedback. It's entirely voluntary, um, but it's always a really good idea to participate in that when you are able to because giving feedback really helps you grow. It helps you think about what you are seeing that someone else doesn't see and what can you offer this person. And I don't know, being on the giving side of feedback and being on the receiving side of feedback are both very good positions to be in when you want to develop your skills as a writer. So that's all I've got for you today. I want you to be reading good stuff. I want you to be reading the type of stuff that will help you 
um, move forward in the direction that you want to go. I want you to be practicing deliberately. I want you to be reading your stuff out loud. And I want you to be giving and receiving feedback. When you can plug into a regular routine of doing this, um, you're going to really see your skills and your strengths increase. And I highly recommend it. Okay, even the top line professionals do this. They, and they do it a lot. Hey, can you look at this thing for me, right? There's a copy group that I want to join that's like, I think it's $3,500 a month <laughs> when most of what they do is they do some training, but most of what they do is give and receive feedback, right? That's how valuable this is. Um, you can do it for free in my Facebook group, theinkwellguild.com. We'll take you right there and uh, I'll see you on the inside. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high-paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.